This episode is brought to you by Delta Airlines. One of the most underrated parts of a trip is that flight home. And that's why Delta Airlines tries to make you feel at home long before you even get there. Now, for somebody like me that's a homebody, feeling at home in the air is very valuable to me. And I love to curate that comfortable experience. And what I love about Delta is they have over a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment. They have Wi-Fi so I can do anything else that I want to do on my devices. They have great food and drink, and it just creates a positive end to my trip. They have fast, free Delta Sync Wi-Fi available for SkyMiles members, more than a thousand hours of in-flight entertainment, and they have premium food options and beverages like herbal teas, cold brew, sparkling wine, and more. All of the comforts that you'll find at home, you can find in a flight experience that feels made just for you. You may not be home yet, but Delta Airlines helps you feel a little bit more like it. Delta Airlines believes that you should feel at home, even if you're 30,000 feet above it. Learn more at Delta.com. This episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast is brought to you by the Blessed and Bossed Up Society. If you've ever felt alone in your journey and wanted to be around women who get it, women who love God and are about their business, Blessed and Bossed Up Society is for you. This membership community gives you a ton of resources from myself as well as outside experts to help you grow in your faith and your business. To learn more, visit www.blessedandbossedup.com community. Again, that's blessedandbossedup.com community. Let's start the show. You are listening to Blessed and Bossed Up, presented by Anchored Media an entrepreneurship podcast for Christians all about how to make God the CEO of your business. Get ready to be inspired, challenged, but well-equipped to live and build your destiny his way. Welcome to another episode of the Blessed and Bossed Up podcast. This is actually the very first episode of 2019. I'm super excited. And I didn't even realize until I started recording that this is our anniversary, our second year anniversary. The Black Girl Boss podcast was launched on January 2nd, the first Monday of the year in 2017. And so now here we are in 2019, uh, marking year two. I cannot believe I've been podcasting for two years, but I'm just excited the way that this show has grown. This show has reaches at this point millions of people with an S. We reach millions of people all over the world in countries that I can't even find on a map. Like we have created in, this, in 2018, towards the end of the year, we created the Blessed and Bossed Up Society, which is like such a blessing to me because it's like my personal little community that I can pour into. Like the podcast is one thing, but to be able to have this community where I can communicate with folks back and forth, they can I can hear what their prayer requests are and seek God on their behalf and just truly be a the leader that God has groomed me to be for them. It's it's amazing. We have people in that group from all over the world. We have members in South Africa, members that are in the United States. It's just so, so amazing. If you are not a part of that group, I highly suggest that you get involved like yesterday. 
Um, in December, December was awesome. I did a live stream on grace versus grind, talking about how to keep your inner hustler in check so that you can remain in the alignment um, of the will of God. And then we had Emily Dela Cruz do a marketing class for everybody talking about sales funnels and creating their marketing plans. And, um, and so for this month in January, I did a live on the successes in the the schedule. So I talked about just the importance of making sure that your lifestyle is fitting of everything that you're believing in God for. And on this Wednesday coming up, Raven Jones, who was on a, um, our our podcast a couple episodes ago and was one of our first guests when we first launched, she's actually doing um, the masterclass for January for everybody on how to go from employee to full-time entrepreneur. As you guys know, Raven was my business coach. She helped me transform from employee to full-time entrepreneur. Um, even when I became self-employed, I still work with her as a coach and we still work together in different capacities. So I love Raven and she is extremely knowledgeable. Her track record speaks for itself, to be honest. Um, but yeah, she's going to be pouring into the society this month. So if you're not a part of Blessed and Bossed Up Society, you are truly missing out. So go to blessedandbossedup.com slash community to join. The link is in the bio, um, not the bio, the link is in the show notes. And this is an excited month for me, you guys, because I get married this month. My wedding is coming up. I'm so excited. My place looks like a storage unit right now. We're having a destination wedding. And so um, I'm in the process of packing up everything to take to Jamaica with us. But we leave on next Tuesday, the 15th, and our wedding is on January 19th. And so I'll be back January 27th from the honeymoon. But I'm ex- I'm so excited, y'all. Like, you ain't going to be able to tell me nothing in Jamaica, okay? I'm super duper excited, not only to just say I do to my best friend and my purpose partner in front of friends and family, but to just enjoy that time. The holidays were kind of like a teaser because we were, we brought our families together for different things, but... I'm just so blessed. I can't thank God enough for the person that he's put in my life to help push me into my potential. And then for me to help push him into the things of God as well. Like it's, it's, it's just, it's crazy that God will send you exactly who you need. Um, so yeah, I'm excited about, I'm super excited about the wedding. We still will have podcasts on the Mondays that I'm gone. So since I don't leave until next Tuesday, of course, there'll be an episode Monday and there'll still be an episode for um the Monday that I'm gone. I'm definitely not going to record a live episode while I'm gone, but I'll have some things in the vault. So you guys, we will still not miss a Monday. I will still get y'all messages every single Monday. So let's move into what I wanted to talk about today. So this is the first episode of the year. This is when everybody is hype about the new year. This is this is what January 7th so you might have already fallen off on the things that you wanted to do in 2019 or the the things that you said you were going to do in 2019 or you're create you've created this momentum and you're excited to keep it moving I know I'm excited about this year just because my scripture I don't really set new year's resolutions I set goals because I'm a goal-oriented person. It's things I like to check off and get done. But the scripture that I'm standing on is Amos 9, 13 through 15. And that scripture says, uh, yes, indeed, it won't be long now, God's decree. Things are going to happen so fast your head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other. You won't be able to keep up. 
everything will be happening at once and everywhere you look blessings blessings will pour blessings like wine pouring off off the mountains and hills so this is what I'm standing on for this year because as you guys know 2018 for me was about beating the process it was about the pruning and the purging that God needed to do in order for me to enter into this new level that he has for me and I know this year I'm getting new titles new titles in the natural as wife uh, new titles and ministry, um, new titles, and I'm getting my degree. I'll be finished my degree this year. And so um, I'm getting new letters, but in front of my name and behind my name. And so I'm just excited because God is elevating me in every way. And this has only been the first week of the year. And I'm not going to tell you what what my uh, fiance husband and I are working on, but um, God has already shown us favor and something we weren't even expecting. And so um, this is my scripture for the year. So as y'all pray for me, I just ask that you continue to pray, stand on it and stand in agreement for this scripture for me, um, that God would just continue to blow my mind. Um, But yeah, and uh, aside from that, my number one primary goal or objective of this year is to go deeper in all areas of my life. So go deeper in my relationship with God, just because I, I I became very spiritually mature in 2018 and 2017. It's time for me to go deeper. It's time for me to get deeper into the word and get deeper into my relationship with God, get deeper into my discipline, get deeper into the relationships I have in the natural, just go deeper, go, it's time to level up. It naturally, just as God is going to level me up spiritually and in all other ways. And so that's pretty much where my mindset is for this year. Um, but for today's episode, I wanted to talk to you guys about what to do when a prayer hasn't been answered. And the reason I'm talking about this is because even though it's a new year and the world is is saying that it, it treats the new year as if all things of the past just die away or uh, somehow the slate is clear just because we go to back to January 1st or just because it changes from 2018 to 2019 that somehow everything that happened doesn't matter and I personally do not agree with that it's a new year so yeah it's great and it's fun to set these goals and things like that but we there are still things that God wants to finish in us that did start in 2018. So some of us, we may need to finish. Some of us need to, to transfer those resolutions or those goals that we had in 2018 to 2019 because God isn't done. And a lot of us, and I feel in my heart that a lot of you guys have looked back on 2018 and was like, dang, I was believing in God. I started doing stuff different. I was believing in God for certain things and they didn't happen. And you're feeling a little bit discouraged coming into this year. And to be totally transparent, there's some things that God promised me in 2018. And I felt like, God, I did everything you told me to do. I, I, I prayed. I fasted. I did a, I did a fast every week for a year. I um, poured into your people. I changed my business. I changed my podcast. I changed everything that you wanted me to do. I got in a pulpit for you because you told me to. I did all of these things you told me to do. But these what happened to these promises? What happened to these these couple of things you said that was going to happen that didn't happen? And, you know, what's interesting is I was talking to a friend of mine. Um, towards the end of the year, maybe around like October, November. And I was just telling her like, yeah, you know, I still got some promises I got to collect for 2018 or whatever. And she said, well, Tatum, what, what you going to do if those don't happen? 
And I, and I was, we were on the phone, so, but my face was kind of screwed up. Like, excuse me, what do you mean if these things don't happen? No, God told me these things was going to happen. They're going to happen. But she was like, but if they don't, like if God changes his mind or if he does, if he delays the blessing for whatever reason, only he knows why, what you going to do? And I got mad. I really got mad. And I was like, nah, nah, she tripping. Nah, this this the enemy talking to me through her. Like, she tripping. I'm not, no. If he promised me, I'm getting it. Like, that was my mindset. So here we go to, and, I, and I'm the type where my faith will run. When I say, if I'm believing in God for something and, and I'm believing in him, believing in him for it in 2018, I don't care if it's 1159. I'm still looking like where it's at. So once the clock stroke 12 and it's New Year's Day, I was like, oh, a couple of these things ain't happen. And you know what's funny is, is if I'm being honest, I felt like that was going to happen as a test to test me to see if my obedience was contingent upon what I was believing in God for or if I was obedient because I wanted to please God and because I was really about what I said I was about. And so because I knew this I, I, in the, deep in my heart, I was I was standing strong on these promises. But something in my heart was like, this probably a test. But I was, but nevertheless, it was like, now nah, I'm about to stand on these promises. I'm going to ignore that. And so, um, yeah, it was funny as even before the whole clock starts 12 and these promises ain't happened, I was in my prayer closet earlier that day. And I said, you know what, God, if these things that you promised me are not going to happen this year, I'm going to be real with you, a little salty. But I w- it will not stop me from doing anything that you tell me to do period. I'm still going to pour into your people. I'm still going to keep my heart right. Yeah, this sucks, but I don't care because I know that, that, that the plan that you have for me is to prosper me and not to harm me is to give me hope in a future. So even if the promise is delayed, I know that your word says that, that, um, write the vision, make it plain and it'll come at an appointed time. So even if that appointed time is not this year, I promise you, God, I'm still going to serve you. And so that's what I said in my prayer time. So when the clock struck 12 and these things did not happen, Guess what I did? I worshiped. I, my fiance and I was trying to figure out what we was going to do for New Year's Eve. And so we was like, let's go to church. So we went to this church in uh, Maryland. And um, it was something actually our whole church actually um, went because the pastor of that church is my pastor's pastor. So he was like, um, my fiance was like, you want to go there? And I was like, yeah, let's go. And so um, we ended up going there. We planned to go. And I knew I wanted to bring in the new year with God and not at like a a kickback. Because usually on New Year's Eve, I go to, I don't like going to the club or nothing like that. Been there, done that. I kind of like more so of kickback type of environment. So hanging out with friends, playing games and things like that. I like get togethers like that. And so, um, and that's what we've been doing every year, at least since we've been together. So um, this was our first time going to church on New Year's Eve. And I knew that I wanted to bring in the new year in church because I knew that if 
certain things I was believing in God for didn't happen, that the enemy will use my disappointment to hurt my heart. So I said, you know what, I'm going to put these controls in place. And if we're going to bring the new year in church, so even if God doesn't do these things that I've been standing on this whole year, these last couple things, because he has done a, a whole lot for me for 2018. But it was like, even if these couple of things that I really, really want don't happen, I'm going to bring in the new year praising God because my heart will not be hardened because I didn't get something I said I wanted. I'm not going to be a spoiled brat because I didn't get something that 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 God promised me when I wanted to have it. And so I, I share this with you guys because there are a lot of you who are entering into this new year the same as me. Like I I was believing in God. God made the world. And I've said this myself. God has made made the world in seven days. He, he breathed and said, let there be light. And it was light instantaneously. There's nothing God can do um, in a short amount of time. And there's a lot of you had that that enthusiasm and that confidence or that faith, just like me. But then what happened was we enter in this new year and that situation didn't change to you. That promise didn't happen. That deposit didn't happen. That pregnancy you've been praying for didn't happen. And so what I want to tell you in this first episode of the year, I want to give you some tips of what to do when the prayer hasn't been answered. But I want to tell you that God is not limited to a day. New Year's Day means nothing to God. He will finish every single thing that you put that uh, that he promised you in his timing. And so it's our job then now is to not let the disappointment or the delay of the blessing cause us to harden our hearts. And so that leads me to point number one is don't let the enemy enter your heart through your disappointment. And I'm going to say that one more time. Do not let because this prayer has been delayed and it hasn't been answered yet, because if it's a promise of God is going to happen, we just haven't seen it yet. We thought it was going to happen in 2018, but it didn't. And now we feel in a certain type of way. Acknowledge your feelings, but stand on what you know. And what you know is that God is a promise keeper. He is a way maker. So he will fulfill every promise that he gave you. So it's okay to, to admit, God, I'm a little frustrated about this. Nevertheless, not my will, but let your will be done. Because what happens is when you st- when you sulk in that emotion, that uh, that opens a door for the enemy to enter into your heart and start lying to you. And because you're in their feelings, you're going to believe it. He's going to start telling you things. See, I told you following God wasn't going to do nothing for you. You might as well just stay the CEO of your business. You was making more money when you was doing it. See, you thought following God was going to get you something. Your life looked worse. So he's going to keep lying to you. And so, again, point number one is don't let the enemy enter your heart through your disappointment. Proverbs 4.23 says, above all else, guard your heart for everything that you do flows from it. Your heart is so important. If you look up the functions of a heart, the heart pumps blood throughout the body via the circulatory system. So it supplies oxygen and nutrients to the tissues in your body and it it removes carbon carbon dioxide and any other wastes. So the heart pumps nutrients and removes wastes. So it's important that you guard your heart so the waste doesn't get into it. So the the disappointment doesn't get into it and then the enemy seeps his little sneaky way into your heart. So your heart is to pump 
nutrients. So guard your heart. Don't let the fact that your prayers have not been answered cause your heart to be hardened. Get that waste out of there as soon as possible. One of the most effective tricks of the enemy is entering into our hearts through our emotions or getting us to do something that's going to harm us or others or take us outside of the will of God through our emotions. All he got to do to get you out of church and away from seeking God is to hurt your feelings at church. There's a lot of us who have dealt with church hurt at one point or another, and it caused us to get outside, go, um, it caused us to totally reject God when any human being is imperfect. I'm not justifying anybody's actions, but what I'm saying is there is nothing any person can do to make me love God less because God has done enough for me for me to love him for the rest of my life. God sent his only son to die for my sins. So I don't care what the pastor say. The pastor ain't sent nobody to die for my sins. The pastor is just um, supposed to shepherd the sheep. So when the pastor isn't taking um, his job the way that he should, or when the pastor is corrupt, let me get away from the pastor, but I'm still cling to God so God can tell me where to go but what the enemy will do is he will hurt your feelings so you won't go so you won't want to deal with God at all what the enemy will do is cause you to get anxious about the fact that this prayer has been answered or anxious about the fact that you're still at a nine to five and not a full-time entrepreneur when God said that you were a full-time entrepreneur or allow you to get anxious about the fact that you haven't made the million but God said you were going to be a millionaire so your anxiety caused you to then put the CEO role back on yourself and you try to make something happen in your own strength to ease your anxiety. So now all he had to do was make you anxious a little bit to get you outside of the will of God. But in Philippians 4, 6, and 7, it says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything be in prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your requests be known to God and the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So we're supposed to have peace, but the enemy will disturb the peace so that you can try to solve it yourself and get outside of the will of God. So it's so important, you guys, that we do not allow our disappointment in this season to allow the enemy to enter into our hearts. We have to guard it. We have to guard it so he doesn't poison us. And it's okay to acknowledge your feelings, but like I said, don't stay there too long. Acknowledge how you feel, but stand on what you know. I'm going to continue to tell this, say this to you guys because it's a two-step system so that anytime you feel a way, I want you to be able to say to yourself, all right, Tatum said to acknowledge how I feel, but stand on what I know. So, okay, God, this is how I feel, but your word says, and keep repeating the word. I'm, I'm trying to give you guys tools. Because it's my job is to, to be a mouthpiece for God and to help you on your journey and to help you. You know, you know, what's funny is I recently looked up the meaning of my name and I've looked up the meaning to my name before, but I never dug deeper than whatever my Google search says. So Tatum means happy, cheerful bringer of joy. And so I was like, OK, cheerful bringer of joy. That's cute. But let me dig deeper into it. So I looked up the word cheerful. Cheerful means full of good spirits. It means ungrudgingly. So without reluctance or to wholeheartedly do things, it says likely to dispel gloom or worry. That's the meaning of cheerful. So then I looked up joy because I cheerful, cheerfully bring joy, right? Joy means, um, 
joy is defined as the awareness of God's grace or joy is grace recognized. So when I put two and two together, my name means that without reluctance, that I wholeheartedly bring awareness of God's grace. And so remember another um, meaning for cheerful is likely to dispel gloom or worry. So it's my job to bring you guys awareness of God's grace. So it's my job on this show to to hear from God, to understand that a lot of us, a lot of you guys are in that state that I was, that I could have been in if I hadn't handled it right. Like if a lot of you guys are, are feeling the effects of God made me these promises for 2018, but here's 2019. And now I'm having a little bit of struggle uh, attacking this year with momentum because I'm still a little bit in my feelings about the things that didn't happen last year. So I'm, I'm, I want to go to God for new things, but my trust in him has been affected now because I thought he was going to do this, but he didn't. And now I'm upset. And so it's, I, I, I understand that completely, but it's, I have to teach you better. I have to bring awareness to God's grace to you so that you don't delay your promises further or cause new problems for yourself because you uh, allow yourself to stay in that place of disappointment for too long and allow the enemy to seek his way in. So a couple other scriptures that came to mind is Ephesians six twelve is for we are not fighting against flesh and blood enemies, but against evil rulers and authorities of the unseen world, against mighty powers in the dark world and against evil spirits in heavenly places. And so I bring this scripture up is because I want you to understand that we're not fighting flesh and blood. So how you feel in your emotions is has nothing to do with the fight. It just distracts you from the fact that in first Peter five, eight, it says that the devil prowls around like a roaring, roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So you're going to get caught slipping if you allow yourself to stay in your feelings. Cause the beginning of first Peter five, eight says, stay sober and vigilant, stay alert is another translation of it. Watch out for your great enemy is the devil. And then it goes into the part I just said, which, which is he prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. So I'm telling you this because we're fighting this spiritual fight. Don't let your emotions make you weak. The fight is fixed in your favor. That's the good news. But don't make the fight last longer than it needs to because you're holding on to being in your feelings. Or don't create new problems for yourself because you're upset that the prayer wasn't answered yet. So that was point number one. Don't let the enemy enter your heart through your disappointment. And then point number two, check your intentions. Is your obedience in God contingent on or motivated by what you want? Or is your obedience and faith in God because you love him and you want to please him? Which one is it? I had to make sure that my obedience and the reason why I changed my whole life for God was not for the promise, but was because I loved him and wanted to please him. And I believe that my true intentions is to love and please God because I told him, got it. I mean, you know, this I'm not of course, I'm not excited about these prayers not being answered yet. But nevertheless, I will always worship you. I know better now. Your track record is too good for me to do anything else. You did. You've done so much for me. I'm, I'm sitting in answer prayers. I'm getting ready to walk down the aisle for somebody that I wrote in my prayer journal for. 
I'm my mother. I went to pick out a dress with my mother who I would at one point wouldn't even talk to because our relationship was so broken, but now we can go shopping together. That's an answer prayer. So if not for one second, am I going to sit here and act like I live in a beautiful apartment just because I want my beautiful home, uh, my beautiful 10,000 square foot home in Potomac somewhere. That don't mean I'm, I'm unappreciative of the fact that where I live right now was an answer prayer. I live comfortably. So no, I don't have the million yet, God, but I remember writing in my prayer journal that I wanted to live comfortably and I didn't want to live paycheck to paycheck and you provided that for me. So God, you've done enough for me. And I know you will continue to do more, but I want you to know in my heart that I will always live to please you because there's an assignment on my life that is way bigger than anything I could ask you for. I will always please you because there are people's purposes that are connected to my obedience, that this podcast breaks chains off of families. This podcast breaks strongholds. This podcast allows people to tap into a a piece of them that they didn't know they had. So you know what, God? Okay, if the promise is delayed, but I love you so much. I just want to please you because your track record is too good for me. I will spend the rest of my life trying to please you because you've done so much. So again, so you guys check your intentions. Are you doing this? And if you if if you're in that position where you found yourself like, you know what, Tatum, I was motivated by the promise. I was I did feed into the things that God has for me. I did get off track to where I wasn't focusing on solely pleasing him, but I was focusing on the promise. It's okay. He allows us to repent, which means to turn away from our wrongdoings and to get back into alignment with him. So now that you have accepted that you were the 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 um, ladder, that you were motivated by um, what you wanted. Now that you uh, now that you have acknowledged that now turn back and say, you know what, God, forgive me. I was so focused on a promise. I forgot that that's secondary to pleasing you. I did all of this this in 2018 because I wanted to be self-employed and not because I wanted to please you. Please forgive me. I did all this in 2018 because I wanted the million and not to please you. Please forgive me. And and th- you know what, God? You've done so much for me. And start to remind yourself because the enemy will try to make you make the the promise so big or not he'll try to make what your situation seems so far from what God's promise is that it seems like that that then you become ungrateful for what you have. So then you forget that at one point you pray for what you have or, or that there are that there are people out there who are praying for the things that you have. There are people out there who are sleep on the ground homeless right now and you tripping about closing on your first house but you got a roof over your head. There are people out here who are digging in trash cans for food, but you got, uh, um, but you got food in your refrigerator. Like there's always some, there are people who wish they could see that are blind, but you got the, 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 the vision, you have vision in your eyes. You have the activity of your limbs. There are always things that we can be grateful for. You just got to check your intentions so that they, and, and keep checking them so that they maintain in the right place and they don't get out of order. You can't negotiate or manipulate God. You can't say, okay, let me, let me do what God says I'm going to do because, um, let me do what God says I do because he said that he was going to give me this. That's not what it is. You can't manipulate God. He knows your heart. He cares about your heart. And we're going to talk about worship, but worship is the posture of your heart, not what you say or do. 
So just because you're doing what God says, but your intentions are to, are to do this for the money or the things or the success or the marriage or the husband or the children or whatever you're believing in God for, if your intentions are to do what he says to do, that is still not going to work. So you have to make sure that you tech, uh, you check your intentions, guys. And, and ask yourself those difficult questions. Like, if God doesn't give me this thing I'm asking for when I'm believing in him for it, would I still honor him? Ask yourself these difficult questions. You, We really have to do a heart check. I want everybody who listens to this show faithfully. I need you guys to do a heart check because I don't want you going another day in this year with your heart not being right. We can talk about the big, the blessings, the business. We can talk about the, all of the other things that we talk about, but your heart is the center of it. The, in the scripture that I read, it says, guard your heart in Proverbs 423. It says above all else, guard your heart for everything you do flows from it. So you have to make sure that your heart is guarded. Okay, so that was point number two. Point number one was don't let the enemy enter your heart through your disappointment. Number two, check your intentions. And then number three, worship. You have to worship. Now, faith and worship go hand in hand. Um, Hebrews 11 and 1 defines faith as it says, now faith is confidence. Confidence is firm trust. Faith is confidence in what we hope for. An assurance, which means a guarantee about what we do not see. What happens is when we dwell in the emotions of our our blessings being delayed or not receiving the things that we wanted in 2018 that we thought God was going to give us. What happens when we see when we um, dwell too much in those emotions is we lose our faith. We lose our faith. We lose that trust. Remember, faith is confidence, which means firm trust in what we hope for. If we lose trust in God, then we no longer have faith. It says, and then it says an assurance, which is a guarantee about what we do not see. We can't have assurance about something if we don't trust it will happen. So it's so important, you guys, I I cannot, this is a warning. Do not dwell in that space of disappointment because your promises of 2018, you have not seen them yet. And I will continue to say yes, because God is a promise keeper. So when it comes to worship, worship is the way that you make sure that your faith stays strong. Worship is a a warfare tactic. Worship uh, stalls or pauses the enemy. Worship is important because it allows you to get your heart from that hurt state back to being whole and back to being in alignment with God. Now, worship is defined as to um, to hold something or someone in high respect and showing the reverence of or awe of someone who is devout. So when you worship God, you respect him. You are in awe of him. You love him. It's a it's shown through your heart. You worship and it's shown not only through your heart, but through your actions. Worship is a verb. You worship God by being obedient to him. Even while your feelings are hurt about the prayer not being answered. 
you still have to continue to worship God. You have to keep your heart set on seeking him and pleasing him. Worship is not just about singing songs or saying, God, I love you out of routine. It talks about that in Isaiah 29 and 13, talking about how um, people worship him out of routine, but their hearts are far from him. So we have to make sure that our hearts are in the right place. It's hard to still be in your feelings when you're worshiping God. The reason why I constantly bring up what God has done for me is because I'm I'm reminding myself, I'm taking inventory on my answer prayers because my answer prayers are just a, a predictor that the things that I'm praying for right now will happen. I remember when I was going on dates and I was like, dog, I'm just here for the free meal. Like this dude is trash. Like I remember being on dates and like, uh, this guy's not it. Like this just, this just is not it. I remember being on those dates and being frustrated, being lonely, living by myself, having a lot of time by myself. Like, God, can you send me my husband? Like, I'm tired of these meaningless situations. I'm tired of going on these empty dates. I'm tired of getting in relationships. I know I'm not supposed to be in. Can you just send me my husband? I remember that. And then, and then feeling like it was never going to happen. And then one day I go to work a regular day. I didn't do nothing special. I ain't do nothing extra. I didn't wake up like, Oh, let me get beat to go to the grocery store. Cause I might be my husband there. I ain't do nothing extra. I went to work just being where I was supposed to be when I was supposed to be. And in walks this man, never seen him before. He just started on the job, introduced himself to me. And instantly I knew something was up. Everything in my spirit says, you need to get to know this guy. And through that, us working together, I would get to know him. He would work, he would eat breakfast in the kitchen. So I was like, well, let me take my breakfast to see what he's about. So I would take my breakfast in the kitchen, talk to him, get to know him on a friendly level. And then eventually we realized that it was something there. And now we're getting ready to, to get married. And you know, what's so funny is, um, when I was at his house one time, so y'all know, ladies, we snoop sometimes. So one time I was at his house and he went to the store or something. So I used this as my opportunity to look around, make sure he don't have no um, medications that treat something that I don't want nothing to do with, like looking around. And so um, one of the things that I saw was a journal that he had. And in his journal, he's writing out a prayer to God about his wife, what he was looking for in a wife. He, um, he had a dream or something. Um, not too long before we met that he met his wife and he saw he saw her from behind so he knew like her shape and stature but he didn't see her face and so he's writing in his dream how happy he was and how he felt in the dream is what he really focused on is how he felt being with this woman and so in his journal he's writing this out and I was like taken aback like wow he was praying for his wife I was praying for my husband he gets a new job. I'm at a job mad because I want to be a full-time entrepreneur, not even realizing that God needed to put me there to meet my husband. So I'm at this job and then, and then I meet the person that God made for me. Like what, it, what, huh? How could I've even tried to do that in my own strength? It's all God. And so I say that to say, I keep reminding myself of these things, of these answer prayers, because that, that's, 
puts me in a place of worship. That puts my heart in a place of awe and reverence for how amazing God is. And it guards my heart and it blocks out anything that the enemy tries to say. It blocks out any opportunity that the enemy has to harden my heart because my promises, certain promises didn't happen yet. I remind myself of these things. I go back to my old journals and I read them because I want to keep myself in in a constant place of awe of God. Me going to the mall with my mother, we spent three hours in the mall together. We ain't never spent that much time together by ourselves. And if we have, I was trying to leave for for probably 90% of the time I was trying to get away. The only way we was able to really do something like that together and spend quality time together, picking our dress for the wedding and, and things like that, is because of God. I remember I was ready to be done with her. Like, I'm being honest with y'all. I was ready to be done. I was like, you know what? I'm good. I'm good on that relationship. Like, it sounds terrible to say, but it was that broken that I was good. And But God said, no, that needs to be restored. And I remember being in a therapist's office with my mother, like, why am I even here? This ain't even working. Y'all got me bringing up all this old stuff. This is making the situation worse. But God said, no, it's restored. And here we are spending time together, spending hours together at the mall. Like this is, this is all God. I remind myself of these things because it keeps me in awe of him to where the promises that I'm still waiting for don't even matter because I got my husband and I got my mom. And that's just some, that's just two of the things that God has done for me. And so I share this with you guys because I really want to urge you and and caution you to not let the fact that you're still waiting for certain promises cause you to harden your heart, to cause you to be like, man, I'm not even listening to Tatum no more. She keeps saying, make God the CEO. I did that and ain't nothing changed. I did that. He ain't, I ain't even get the promotion I was looking for. I did that. I started tithing. It seemed like I still ain't had no money. I did all of this stuff. But I, again, I tell you guys all of this to caution you to not let the delay of the promise or the fact that the prayer hasn't been answered yet cause you to harden your heart for God or towards God. I'm going to end this episode right here and I'm actually going to close out in a prayer because I know that God did not put this in my heart for no reason. I truly feel like he delayed promises uh, for me so that I can be able to one as a test uh, for me, was I going to really still live my life the same way when I feel like um, certain things didn't happen? I do believe that was a test for me, but I also believe that God, because he is all knowing, knew that I would be here and be equipped to talk to you guys about this. Um, one of the things that I pray for for this podcast is that I know that God is all knowing. He knows every person that has listened, will listen, whether it's 10 years from now or when this episode comes out. And I want every every episode to be filled with the Holy Spirit and not filled with Tatum's opinions. And so thankfully, um, I know that, uh, well, thankfully, God just continues to use me. And I know that the reason why I was led to talk about this today is because somebody needs it. And so I do want to pray for that person or for those people who are in that space where they were feeling discouraged because certain things didn't go the way that God said or you thought they should be in 2018. And you are just a little off. You're not really feeling like you can, this, this year just isn't starting off the way you, way you anticipated it. And you feel like you, 
should just go back to doing things the way that you did before because you felt like you were better off then. And I want to tell you that that's a lie. So let me pray for you guys and then we will end the episode here. So, Lord, I thank you for the word that you have given me to give to your people. I thank you, Father, for constantly imparting me with wisdom to 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 push back out to your people. I thank you, Father, that you thought so much of those who listen to this show, that you used me to give this word to them. So, Father, I pray that this word falls on fertile ground, Lord God. Father, I pray that I'm able to plant a seed that you will use more of your servants to continuously water. Father, I I pray for that person whose heart has been affected by a delay of the promise. I pray that you renew their mind as well as renew their heart, Lord God. Father, I pray that you continue to do heart surgery on them. Do an internal work on them, Lord God, so that they can take away all things that don't look like you, Father. Give them the confidence and the faith in you to understand, God, that even though they don't have it yet and you said that they would, God, that they love you so much that they will never get off course allow them to fall in love with you like never before in 2019 lord god allow them bring to remembrance bring to their minds god the things that you've done for them that they may have forgotten about those answer prayers that because they've got it now and they've you they've become so used to it that they forgot how they felt in the moments when they didn't have it bring those feelings back to them god so that they can use that as fuel to know that if they pray for what they have now and they have it that they will have the things that they are praying for and hoping to get from you um, or or f- hoping for you to bless them with now, Lord God. So, Lord, again, I ask that you just renew their hearts, renew their minds, block out all distractions that are not feeding them. Father, we know that the eyes and the ears are gateways to the heart. So I pray that angels are protecting what they see, protecting what they hear. I pray that Holy Spirit is they are filled with the Holy Spirit and he is a guide and an accountability partner for them Lord God increase their level of discernment so they can know how to shut out the things that are of you and totally throw themselves into the things that are of you Lord God Father I pray that everything that they've every tear that they cried everything that they've sown in tears that they will reap in joy in Jesus name Father I pray that that every moment of frustration you you replace it with 10 times the amount of joy Lord God that every seed that they have sown that you give it back to them, pressed down, shaking together and runneth over. I pray that the windows of heaven are open and you will pour them out a blessing that they don't have room enough to store it, Lord God. Father, just as I'm standing on Amos uh, 9, 13 through 15 for my year, Lord God. Father, I pray that these things are manifested in their life as well, Lord God. I pray that things are going to happen so fast that their head will swim. One thing fast on the heels of the other, that they won't be able to keep up, that everything will be happening at once and everywhere they look. Blessings, blessings like wine pouring off the mountains and hills, Lord God. Just like you made everything right again for your people in Israel, Lord. I pray that you make everything right again for your people who are listening to this show right right now for every depressive episode that they had I pray that you replace it with a peace that surpasses all understanding Lord God for every bill that went unpaid I pray that you provide them with so much increase that they got to give money away Lord God I pray that 
every single thing that they feel was taken from them is restored tenfold. I declare restoration over their lives, their relationships, their relationships with themselves and their relationship with you, Lord God. And I bind Satan in the name of Jesus and anything that he has planned for anybody that is under the sound of my voice. No weapon formed against you shall prosper. I send confusion to the enemy's camp that no plant in hell will be able to reach them. I pray that any dart that the enemy throws bounces off the arm of God that they have they have equipped themselves with I pray that the enemy and the demons that are that are trying to throw them off Lord God get so confused that they kill each other Lord God and Father I pray that you just impart a new level of wisdom of everybody that is listening to this show right now a new wisdom that will last them all through 2019 new perspective new plans new business ideas Lord God give them something to get excited about Lord God so they can continue to seek the things that that you have for them, even when it's difficult. Beating the process is not easy, Lord God, but Lord, I pray for increased strength. And in just like your word says that in our weaknesses, you are made strong. I pray that in their weak moments, they just still trust you, Lord God, and they tap into your strength, Lord God, so they can be able to continue to push through the things that you have for them or climb the hills that you may have set to build their character. I pray that their perspective is changed, Lord, so they enter into this new year joyful happy at peace and excited about the things that you have for them Lord and I thank you for the way that you're going to bless their businesses God I pray for an increase of obedience in them Lord God I pray that they are not driven by their emotions but they are driven by your word I pray that they acknowledge what they feel but they stand on what they know which is the word of God allow them to have the discipline to read your word Lord so they know exactly what it says allow them to build up those toolboxes to build up their memory banks of your promises to build up the their toolbox full of your word so that when trials do come they're able to go back in it and remind themselves of who you are give them wisdom on what church home they should be involved in Lord God so they have a place of worship they built relationships with people that they can pour into and that will pour into them Lord God in Jesus name have your way with every person's life that is under the sound of my voice Lord God hold them up with your righteous right hand and mold them into every single thing that you saw before you formed them in their mother's wound, Lord God. In Jesus' name, amen.